Hello, Red Wave. Today's a special episode. Michael and I had the privilege of sitting down with your starting quarterback, Jake Hayner. He filled us in on how the offseason was going, uh, how the team's looking, and some of their goals for the season and some of his goals for the season. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Jake, thank you. And please enjoy Jake Hayner. Let's start with last season. How did uh, last season go? I know we want to look forward, but. Yeah, I would say last season at times, you know, there were some really high points, but there was also some points where I think we could, you know, learn from and, and move forward and, and take the next step as a program. But, you know, I, I definitely thought that last year was a good year to build off of and, mm-hmm. and look forward to 22 and continue the route we're on and just keep winning games. What were some of those things that you guys are trying to, trying to uh, learn from? I just think, you know, for myself and then some of the other guys that just turnovers, you know, I think cost us at times last year and, and just winning the games that you should win. And I think, you know, looking back at the Hawaii game, there was no way we should have lost that game. And, you know, I took a lot of responsibility for that and, and, you know, try to wipe that from my memory and, and move forward. But I just, uh, I just think there's going to be some games next year that we're expected to win and we need to win and, and we need to put our foot down and, and not play down to the level of our opponent. And, uh, you know, just do what we're supposed to do. And if we do that, I think we're going to like where we are and, you know, the later months of December and, and into January. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the goal playing in it to, to the end of January. So, uh, uh, but you said you, there were some games you were, you know, shouldn't have lost last year with the Hawaii, but I mean, UCLA was pretty fun, a pretty fun win and you were pretty banged up there at the end. I mean, what was your, what was your mindset like going through that, that the end of that game and then throughout the whole game? Yeah. Uh, you know, learning from the week prior against Oregon, I felt like we also should have won that game too. Uh, it was a game that we were in the whole game and battled back from a, you know, 14 nothing deficit early on and, you know, pretty much outplayed that team the whole entire game. And I just felt like we kind of let that one slip. And going into UCLA, we felt like we had a, a opponent that was, you know, a higher quality than the team we just played. So, you know, the preparation was high and the, you know, the guys were ready to play. So, I just think it goes back to playing to your level of your competition. We, you know, at times played some pretty good teams and, and usually rose to the occasion. And if we just kept that level of competition up that whole season, I think we, you know, are in the Mountain West Championship game and playing for a title. So uh, the the talent was there for us. And and I just think that, you know, at times we we kind of looked down on teams and and thought that it was going to be a walk in the park. And that's not always the case. You got to play each game, you know, like it's – like it's a great team and you're going to have to go in there with one and no mindset and, and, and play your tail off. So the UCLA game was all about just being prepared and, and, you know, staying in the moment and doing what I had to do, doing what I had to do to, you know, give us a chance to win there at the end of the game. You're a transfer from Washington. You feel like you got a blue chip, you got a chip on your shoulder kind of when you're playing these other PAC 12 teams, kind of showing them what's up. Um, <laughs> I, I think of each game as, you know, I, I just look to each game as an opportunity to prove myself and to, uh, you know, hopefully give us the best chance to win at the end of the day. And I don't try to look at, you know, one game is more important than the other. I just try to stick to, you know, next game mentality and, you know, whatever games on our on our schedule that that Saturday or that Friday or in instance, Cal Poly on Thursday, 
uh, I'm all about that game. So I, I'm not looking forward. I'm, I'm staying in the moment and I'm just trying to focus on, you know, what it takes to win that game and not look forward. You got some big praise last year, like national praise, Heisman <laughs> stuff going on, hater for Heisman and stuff like that. What was, what was that like going through all that? Uh, you know, as a kid growing up, you dream about like the whole Heisman deal and, and all those scenarios. And uh, I, I guess you would say you plan for for those kind of things to happen, mm -hmm. but you don't really expect it. Like, or it, it's just kind of hard to wrap your mind around, you know, those kind of things being said about you. And I think it was a really good learning experience for me just because that was I, in my eyes. That was really my first year as being the starter with media and crowd and just kind of everything deal with college football again i know i had those you know six games in 2020 that you know kind of got my feet wet but last year was really my first year i thought as being the you know the, the real starter and and just doing it with a you know a whole fan base behind you so you know social media is a big presence nowadays and i just thought that it was a really good opportunity for me to learn to put that to the side you know even, you know, during the off season, there's going to be a lot more attention coming to our program, you know, in the next few months. And I just think that putting that to the side is something that I learned to do and I'm learning to do more. And I think it's going to really pay dividends, you know, going into, you know, August, September and, you know, the later stretches of the season. And so I just thought that uh, it kind of all came crashing down on me in September when we beat UCLA and, you know, there's that upset game and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. But you still got to play eight more games. <laughs> it's like it's it's not the end all be all, uh, even though it might have felt like that, because that's I mean, you can't get much higher than that as as far as a feeling and and beating a top you know 15 team in the Rose Bowl and who just beat LSU the week week or, you know, week before. It's just. You got to focus on one game. And then you got to move on no matter what happens and you can't let the media and all the attention get to your head because it's just going to end up being a distraction later on. So I heard you, I, is it, was it you, you gave your social media to your brother said, run it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my Twitter. And then I think I'm going to have someone else do my Instagram. So I just think it's a, a good thing for me to just focus on what the main, the main objective is. And, and that's to win as many games as possible at Fresno state. And, then move on to the next level and, and, you know, be a successful pro there. And I just think it all starts with what I do now and how I you know start to get a, a regular schedule and a regular plan with managing my social media and everything else, you know, around that. You're not going to go to the flip phone. Like who is the, the Georgia quarterback? And it, Stetson. Uh, I'm going to go to the flip. <laughs> it, uh, I think I'm going to get another, another contact for myself just uh you know, have close friends and family on a, on a separate phone and people forget to do these days, do what, uh, do what helped get you successful in the first place. And that's working really hard. So I was going to ask, what are you doing like? this off season? I'm doing a lot this off season. I, <laughs> I'm going down to LA in May, uh, to work out for three weeks. I do it every May, just when we have our, you know, we have a month off in May cause we're semester school. So I'm going down there in May for three weeks to train with a lot of my, uh, you know, my main group of people that I train with, uh, my quarterback coach, and then some outside, you know, other outside resources that I use. And then, uh, and I, I've been really dialed in with my diet, my meal plan. I got a really good chef now that I've been using. And uh, I put about 
12 to 15 pounds on since, since the bowl game and just continuing to, to try to dial myself in the best I can. And You're going all Tom Brady on us, man. I'm just trying to be like a pro man, do everything <laughs> I can successful. And you know, that's the end goal. So why not start now and, you know, try to get as prepared as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you said you're preparing to be a pro. What, what are you focusing on this spring to get better? Yeah. I just think it starts with, you know, how you treat your body. You know, if, if your body's not healthy, you're not performing at the best level you can. So I just been really focusing on, you know, my health, what I've been eating, uh, my supplement intake, my recovery, uh, and really just getting dialed in with the right people and starting to kind of build my team and, uh, just being diligent of that. And then obviously, uh, you know, learning from what I did last year and watching the tape and just taking the next steps as a player, you know, and, and as a leader, I think that those are the really important things for me to, to focus on going into 2022. Uh, you lost a bunch of, a bunch of your wide receivers. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> you, you're not really, we got, we got a, uh, we got a lot of guys, man, that can make a lot of plays for me. So yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. And we got Jordan Mims coming back and uh, we just got a lot of pieces that are still intact, which is exciting. And I, I think we were one of the only Mountain West teams that really kept everyone together uh, and then added some really key transfers and, you know, are continuing to do so. So, you know, I just think it's really exciting for us to continue to build, you know, build relationships on the team and, you know, just see what happens. What is uh, what's the offense like without Ronnie? Cause he's been around for a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, having Kirby be the OC now, it's a little different feel just because Coach Grubb had such a presence there. And I think Kirby is is doing a really good job of incorporating different things and making this offense, you know, that much better. And uh, just having different minds come into our scheme is, is something that's also big, just so I can continue to learn more and evolve my game. And I think whenever you get, you know, coaches that come from different places around the country, you get different ideas just like in any workplace, you know, when you get people that are coming in from, you know, different places, they, they bring different ideas, different solutions. And I think that, the, you know, coach, coach McCann and coach Tutele are doing some really good things and, you know, both the run and the pass game that are going to, you know, help us execute at a higher level and, and use the scheme that we have and the talent we have, uh, you know, to its full potential. Another guy you got back or new this year, I guess, new, Coach Tedford's back. Hey. How excited are you to have the QB whisperer back as a, the head coach of the Bulldogs? Yeah, no, I, I've known Coach Tedford for going on 12 years now, probably since I was, you know, 12, 13 years since I was a 10-year-old kid. And I've just had that relationship with him. And it's, uh, you know, really the reason I came to Fresno State in the first place was because of him. And unfortunately, you know, in the beginning, I didn't get the opportunity to play uh, play for him, but uh, everything happens for a reason. And I, I got coached to Boar and had Coach Grubb there, and, and we did some really good things together. But I'm really excited to see, you know, how Coach Tedford can help me, you know, maximize my potential and and really, you know, take my game to the next level. He's been in NFL meeting rooms, been offensive coordinator in the league, he's been a head coach at the highest level. Uh, so I'm really excited to see, you know, just and continue to learn from him and just grow my game. <laughs> How much, I don't know if you can answer this, but how much freedom are they giving you with the play calling? I know it's a new playbook, so it could be different, but. Yeah. um, So, I mean, 
when you look at things and you get the looks that you, you know, are expecting to get from film, you know, we talked during the week of, you know, checks that would be good for this look and checks that would be good for that look. And box count is a big thing in the run game, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we set a game plan and we, 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 you know, talk about things during the week that we can get to that. If I see it's, it's faster than, you know, if I clap and look to the sideline and have them signal something else in, you know, they trust me that I know what I'm looking at at this point um, to be able to get to the right look. And, and then there's just some common sense things that I can, you know, get to, if I get a man look, if I get a zone look that, you know, I can get in and out of, um, just because those concepts are better versus man. And then some are better versus zone. So, you know, I have a pretty big, uh, I would say arsenal of what I could get to. And there's a lot of checks that we have, uh, built in to our offense that, uh, they feel comfortable with me getting to. And then especially when you get into the red zone, uh, there's some good, you know, good things that we're doing now that, that, uh, you know, they trust me with and, and I'm doing a good job of getting to. So I think as we progress, there's going to be some things where we have, you know, three, four, five plays called at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, some are going to be passes versus, you know, the certain box and uh, some are going to be, uh, some are going to be run plays. So I'm excited about it. This is your last year of eligibility. How have you, like helped the younger guys that are sitting in your quarterback room? Are you trying to just be a leader or are you leading my example? or? Remember when I was a young kid, you know, how I approached everything and how I wanted to learn. And, you know, I look at some of the guys right now, it's um, you want to help guide them and help, you know, get them to the next level and, and, and compete every day in practice and, and push them to be a better player. So I would say that, you know, I'm constantly, you know, encouraging those guys to do more. And and uh, I guess you could say at times I'm hard on them, but that's because I think that, you know, they have some potential and they they can do some some really good things here. But it's only going to come if they put in the work and, and, and they're doing that. So I'm just doing everything I can to get them ready for when I'm not going to be here. And, you know, I've got one more season and then those guys got three or four years left. So. There's going to be a lot of time for, for the red wave to, to see what they, you know, they can do under center. And I'm excited for them to take the next step this season. As a part of the red wave, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying. And I, I just try to do everything I can to, you know, talk about the lessons that I've learned because it's, it's been a, a crazy experience for me over the, you know, five, six years that I've been in school, I've gone through a lot of ups and a lot of downs and this whole process is about, just managing the mental side of your game. I, I think, you know, people don't, they don't really realize how mental it is and, you know, how much you got to believe in yourself because when things aren't going good, if you're not believing in yourself, no one else will. So I just think they got to stay to uh, stay to what, you know, is going to make them successful and that's working really hard and they're all about it, man. So I'm excited for them. I know I'm excited to see how everything goes. Who's somebody that the Red Wave's not talking about right now that uh, they will be midway through the season? Other than you, of course. Uh, I mean, I think Ty Jones is someone that's really separated himself in practice. You know, you know, the first nine practices of spring, kid who came in with a lot of potential and, you know, came in in, in, in June and, and had to learn a whole playbook that he wasn't really familiar with and then was kind of asked to do a lot early and there's just a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure early on. And I think now with the new staff, he's gotten a new opportunity. He knows the system and 
his confidence is back to where I expected it to be when he first got here. And kid's making some really good plays, and, and he's got a ton of talent. He's a really big body. He's, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 210, 215 pounds and runs, you know, 4'5". So the, kid, the kid's got all the talent in the world, and, and it's someone that I think the Red Way is going to be really excited to see in, in September and October and, you know, the months leading down the stretch. So I think he's one name that people need to, you know, be ready to start talking about. And then I also think Nico or Mijio is a kid that is going to start making a lot of plays for us too. Really talented kid, good leader, works really hard and is all about business. So I'm excited to see him on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line, we got some playmakers now, man, on the D line. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. We got one more kid coming from Stanford to play, you know, in the interior. And I mean, it's a deep defensive line and they're going to get after the quarterback and, uh, make it easier for our linebackers and our safeties to tackle. So there's a lot of things to be excited about. Heck yeah. I'm excited for Nico. Dude's a dog. Yeah, no, he's a really good player. He's going to be you know, really good in the return game, uh, and do some, you know, things that I don't think we're used to in the return game and give us better field position. And then when we're on offense, man, look out. <laughs> he's a running back hybrid that can do it all. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Good. He's going to be a really good matchup out of the backfield for us. Um, if Jordan needs a blow at times, which I'm sure he will um, for a couple plays at a time. Uh, Nico's a guy that can come in the backfield and, and run routes. We can shift him out of the backfield and match him up with linebackers and, I mean, he, he's a receiver playing playing running back. So, yeah. I got two two things for you, real quick. Uh, team goals for this year. Yeah, I mean, I know every, everyone's going to talk about the potential of this team this year, and I think it's really high. But I said it in a couple other interviews earlier. Potential doesn't equal success. We we got to you know come together as a team, continue to build the relationships, which I'm going to help you know help over the summer. Um, uh, I just think that a Mountain West championship is something that I've always wanted to do and, um, you know, bring back to Fresno state. I've won a, I've won a championship at every program I've been at and, you know, I haven't done it here yet. And it's something, you know, I got a last opportunity. I'm going to do everything I can to, to bring it back to the Valley. And then I think, you know, Fresno state, like I said, has been needing that new year six bowl for a really long time, not only just because the fans deserve it, but just because of, the benefits it would give, you know, a school like Fresno state, you get $20 million to play in those bowl games. $20 million would change that program. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would change the landscape of, you know, what is to come after me. So, you know, everyone talks about leaving a place better than you found it. I think if, you know, we had a magical season like that and, and lived up to the hype and to the potential and, you know, do the things we're supposed to do. I think that's something that, you know, I want to accomplish and, I think a lot of us on the team want to accomplish as well. So, like I said, I think the New Year's Six Bowl game is is the peak. That is the that is the top of the top of the top. And you know, I think this team can can do something special like that. Yeah, you said it's like a you know the fans deserve it, dude. The players and coaches deserve it. You guys have been grinding. You guys are out there practicing right now. I mean, that's what you work for, right? Exactly. I mean, that's that's what you work for, and. And that's what you want to accomplish. And, you know, I have made it a made it a personal mission. And I feel like at this point in time, you know, being 23, this like this is my job, man. This is what this is what I do. And, 
you know, this is, this is, this, this is my life. So I want to bring a New Year's Six Bowl game back to Fresno and, you know, do it for the players, do it for the coaches, and most importantly, do it for, do it for the city because, you know, I think there's been a lot of really good teams at Fresno State that have been this close. Um, I don't want to stop. I don't want to be that close anymore. I want, I want to make it happen. And, you know, I think we got the talent to do it. You talked about cutting down turnovers and uh, eating well, taking care of your body. But what are some personal goals, let's say, during the season that you want to meet? Yeah, I mean, there's some personal goals that you have and, and you think about. Um, I feel like if you're winning games and, and you're producing at a high level, those will all come. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing for me, obviously, it'd, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, is to get to that 10,000 yard mark. I've always, you know, thought about that. And um, I know Kevin got to, got to 10,000 yards and he wore number nine. I think that'd be pretty special. Number nine's got to 10,000 yards. That'd be something that, that I always remember. And I, I think would be pretty special uh, to my family and also the Sweeney's as well. So that'd be something that, that, that'd be pretty cool. But other than that, man, I just, I think winning games is, is the most important stat for a quarterback. And, you know, if you're winning games, then, you know, all that other, all that other stuff will follow. So I'm not, you know, I'm not concerned about the touchdowns, the yards. I just want to be productive. And if I'm being productive, all that will follow. Yeah. Are other quarterbacks that played at Fresno State, are they like reaching out to you? Or are you having conversations with them as, or is it mainly just some of the local guys? Uh, I mean, I talk to Kevin all the time. I play golf with Kevin. Uh, I talk to Derek. Uh, every once in a while, I'm going to go see him this May. Um, before I think, before I go to LA, I'm still trying to kind of plan it with him because he's you know really busy, obviously. Um, so I'm still trying to figure it out. And, and David, not so much, more so Derek. But uh, I talk to Marcus too every once in a while whenever I see him. Um, but now I, I don't you know talk to a ton of those guys. I keep it pretty small, and you know I take the feedback and you know, the help that they can give me and, and try to, you know, improve myself whenever it's there. But it's all about keeping your circle tight these days, man, keeping the circle Thank tight you, and staying to, to the people that help get you there and, and the people you trust. So I'm all about, I'm all about that these days and, and just trying to work as hard as I can and just kind of keep my head down and be all about business. Heck yeah. If you had to, your sales pitch, the red wave, why they should go to be at every all six games this fall what's your sales pitch to him i mean this is a special group man i I really think that people need to understand what kind of group we have the the type of players that are around us Uh, it's a veteran group now i mean i'm going into my sixth year i've seen a lot of ball achievers they're not kids anymore they're they're young men they're they're grub they've played a lot of football and there's just a lot of talent all across the board i think you look at our schedule everything that we have in front of us, there's going to be a great opportunity to do some really special things. And I just feel like you'd be missing out if you didn't try to, you know, didn't try to get to every single game this year, because like I said, if we're doing something that, you know, we have in our goal sheet, uh, there's going to be some special moments. And uh, I just think it's a great time for Fresno state and a great opportunity for our program. And uh, I think the red wave needs to realize that they play a huge role in some of those big games we have at home this year. Uh, and they can be they can be the difference in win or loss, especially against Oregon State and you know some of those big games like that. San Diego State, 
we need everybody being as loud as possible. So that would be my pitch to them. Just looking at it. My dad's coughing. <laughs> it's all good. He's choking uh, up. He's so excited for this. <laughs> he's, he's, he's excited about it. He'll be at every game. So, um, I just think it's an awesome opportunity for us and I, I can be more excited about it. All right. You talked about your teammates, like, but like who, who are the guys that you're hanging out with on a Saturday? Who's, who's your, who are your buddies? And like, who are the guys that are making you laugh? I'm hanging out with Mimsy. Mimsy's a great guy. Uh, hanging out with crop. Um, Logan Fife. I'm always with him I'm with Mose Vava, our right guard. Um, dude. I mean, I, Magdalena, I, I hang out with a bunch of guys on the team. I, I go uh, to Shaver Lake over the summer and I, I try to do, um, you know, different position groups and, and bring different guys up there just to kind of mesh with each other. You know, guys that wouldn't, wouldn't always hang out on a Saturday. I try to get them up there on a you know Friday evening and then, you know, have a cookout on a Friday barbecue at lake and ride the, ride the jet skis around and then go out on the boat. And just kind of. Uh-huh. Get, get together with the guys and, and, and make it so I can be approachable to everybody on the team. I don't want people to feel like I'm not approachable. I want it to be, um, you know, I want to be somebody that people can, you know, ask tough questions and, and, and come to when, you know, they want answers. And, you know, I try to do everything I can to be, you know, be that rock and that leader and that support system for people. And, you know, I, I try my best to do that. Yeah. What are you barbecuing? Are you the barbecue grill master? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the grill master. I help out a little bit. We're cooking, we're cooking steaks, we're throwing brats on there, cooking right. chicken, and everything. I'm not quite to the, to the rib, the rib uh, ball. I'm not, I'm not the grill master in that regard. But I can cook, a, I can cook a couple good steaks up, and uh, you know, cook, you know, chicken breasts and and the brats, and then uh, kind of move forward. <laughs> we're all about there. You like? Uh, are you a wakeboarder? No, I try to stay safe. So I just go, I just do the surfboard. Oh, I was going to ask you, I didn't know if you knew about that or not, but yeah. Yeah. No, if I'm, if I'm wake, if I'm wakeboarding, I, uh, I'm at risk because my feet are strapped in there and they got nowhere to go if get the wake wrong. Um, <laughs> so I just try to hop on the surfboard, surfboard safe. It's fun. It's good time. So we go out there, we blast the music and we're out there for a few hours at a time. And it's fun to go out there in the evening and get the water when it's, when it's glass and mm-hmm. go surf a little bit. I think that's the safest thing. There you go. Well, good for you, man. Yeah. I, oh, I'm really excited. Everything you've said, it sounds like, you know, you're taking this leadership role seriously and you're ready to lead these dogs to uh, uh, a big season. Yeah, man. I just think about, you know, all the preparation we put in and all the work the guys do. I just, I just think it's a really good opportunity for us to stay in the moment and, just have fun with it. At the end of the day, you got to remember to have fun and remember that, you know, it's a game and, and you're doing it because you love it. And I think sometimes people also lose sight of that and uh, just got to continue to roll with it, man, and, and build the relationships. And I think it could be a pretty special year for us. Do you have a favorite game when you look back, like that you've played in so far, Fresno? I mean, the next UCLA. game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> UCLA game is pretty special, man. I, I, I always, you know, grew up wanting to play in the Rose Bowl. I always told my parents I was going to play in the Rose Bowl game. Unfortunately, I didn't get that opportunity. Um, but I got the next best thing. I got to play in the Rose Bowl. And I was telling those guys, um, Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson, that week when they were doing interviews before the game, 
they're like, what are you looking forward to? And I was like, just being able to play in the Rose Bowl. I mean, I know it's an awesome, awesome opportunity to play UCLA, but just look at, look at where you're playing. I mean, this place has been here for a hundred years. There's been tons of great games here. And I grew up watching games at the Rose Bowl and I just thought it was a pretty cool experience to be able to do that, that stage, that level with that much drama. Um, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And it's something that, you know, I'll, I'll remember forever. And, you know, I think the red wave remember for a pretty long time too, but I think looking back also 2020 Colorado state, that was a big game for me in, in my career too, just uh, coming off of the rough, you know, week one loss against, against Hawaii and then having to come back on a, I think it was a Thursday night and just wipe it completely and then come out and play some really good football and just kind of get your career started off. I, I think that was a big game for me and, and, you know, my Fresno state career. Looking back, dude, how crappy was that 2020 year with no fans in the stands? Everybody's getting COVID tested all the time. Dude. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it sucked. I mean, you, you, you play college ball because obviously you love the atmosphere of it. You love everything that it brings you in. It just kind of felt like he was drained of that. I mean, I still, I still love competing and I love, you know, getting, you know, putting a college uniform on and, and slinging it in a Fresno state Jersey, but um, it just kind of felt empty. I mean, there was no excitement of, you know, the fans, there was no, I mean, you're kind of out there and it was quiet and kind of gave me an opportunity to get more comfortable, I would say, uh, playing college football at first, but it just kind of felt off because I was used to, you know, playing in front of or having 72,000 there at Washington and then you go out and there's 12 people in the stands. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it was a cool opportunity, obviously, to be a starter for the first time and um, have some really good games and just continue to improve. I think that's the biggest thing. Always can improve and can always take that next step. Hey, if uh, you guys make it that New Year's Six Bowl, which we're hoping you do, and hey. you get Fresno State gets that $20 million check and they say, all right, Jake, you get to be the first dibs on what we improve. What are you improving? Oh, that's a great question. You get to pick, dude. Free free reign. Free reign. Wow. I mean, I think we got to do something to Bulldog Stadium. Yeah. I got to make it all about Bulldog Stadium and all about the the fans and the players because I think we both benefit from that. I, I think you could completely tear down some of the stuff and and, and do like a, kind of a revamp of the stadium, make it better, like better accessibility for the fans, have it kind of layered so you can get in at midsection you don't have to walk like a hundred flights of stairs to get up to the top if um you can put some tunnels in there and i think you could I, I just think you could you know just improve it give it a little facelift and and make it better for the fans and make it a better experience for you know the red wave and a better experience for the players i, I still love the stadium because it's a pretty sweet stadium yeah. but i think uh just you know give it a little facelift and, and start there and then maybe start some new facilities for the guys. I think, you know, we deserve that. And I think it's something that could benefit us. Dude, running up those stairs suck. Going up and down those stairs is not fun. I was people complaining about it, so I couldn't imagine. And, and we do it in the summer, too. Uh, and it is a nightmare. Oh, I couldn't imagine when it's 110 degrees in September and you got about – four or five or six beers in you and you're trying to walk up under oh, <laughs> I couldn't imagine 
but I think we start there. I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> the stairs. Got it. I got it. I like it. Yeah. Something with that. Because 20, mil, 20 million is a lot of money, but when you start getting into expensive stuff, like building new facilities, doing yeah. stuff, this, it really isn't as much as you think. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you could like a locker room too. I think we could, you know, but I think that starts with the facilities, building new facilities. And uh, I think, you know, having a $20 million head start is something that's really, really important. But um, I just think you got to improve the little things first. Yeah. There's a lot of schools that have like the locker room attached to the stadium. Would you want that? Or do you kind of like the walk? No, I think it's pretty sweet to have the locker room attached um, to the stadium. Uh, we had that at Washington too. And I just think having like the weight room, locker room and everything kind of in that vicinity and then leading out to the field uh, would be something that's pretty, pretty cool because, yeah. you know, I like seeing the red wave for the game and everything, but as focused as you can be just staying in your own zone and not having to make that whole walk would be, you know, yeah. I just think special for the players. Just make the away team do the walk. Exactly. You can make yeah. the away put ropes in make it super tight hound them and yep (laughs) well jake thanks for joining us man uh i know we gotta let you go and uh you can get hit some golf balls around and get some rest no hey no problem guys thanks for having me uh i look forward to you know this season and and hopefully talking to you guys again in the the near future yeah hopefully next time we talk you know you're uh you're gonna be playing in january hey I hope so. If you want to, if you want to get another podcast on midseason, maybe during the bye week or something, and the dogs are rolling, uh, let's let's get it set up. I, I'd love to chat and you know fill you get, you know fill you in on you know everything that's happened with Bulldog football. Oh yeah, we will, man. We'll hit you up. Cool. So, thanks, boy. Thanks, man.